Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We would continue to reiterate that ask of the federal government is to treat, treat all Canadian families equally when it comes to exempting the carbon tax on how, however they may heat their, their home. And what we're doing is mirroring a decision in Saskatchewan that the federal government made and uh, to have the consequences uh, bantered around that uh, potentially the federal government, I suppose, uh, could could attempt to enact are, <laughs> I, just, I think, real troublesome. Premier Scott Moe with us an hour ago, Saskatchewan Premier, as uh, the Premier and his government are refusing to collect the carbon tax on home heating, period, done. And uh, now it's up to the feds, Gibo and Trudeau, to do whatever they're going to do. It'll be very interesting because once they, once they carved out, and I apologize for my voice, it's just it's laryngitis, it's better than it was yesterday. It'll be back uh, totally by tomorrow or Tuesday. Anyway, they have a choice to make, and they created the carve-out when they excused Atlantic Canada from paying the carbon tax on home heating. And it was a political decision, nothing less than that. Because it looked as though they were going to, and it still does, by the way, it looked and looks like they're going to lose massive numbers of seats that they controlled in Atlantic Canada. They're going to lose seats all over the country. My advice to Mr. Singh, and I told him that a year ago on this program, get out of that deal with Trudeau. Anyway, who, who listens to a talk show host, right? Exactly. Um, anyway... It was, it was good to talk to the premier about this issue. And, and, and really what he was talking about there was the potential for the federal government, and it exists under the legislation, to go after the minister in Saskatchewan who's responsible um, for, I don't know exactly what the, the ministry is called, um, but uh, the, 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 they can go, like, I don't know, he's not the collections guy, but effectively that's what he is. The federal government could go after him and, and charge him, and he could end up paying a fine. And at the end of the rainbow, there's the possibility of prison Now, if, and for the premier. So if that were to happen, you'd have a massive constitutional mess even greater than the 1995 Quebec referendum on sovereignty ever had the potential to become. And that was, uh, that was a nightmare scenario if you, if you were around in 1995 and you remember that was just really a scary, scary time for this country. So we're going to talk about uh, that situation, but in a different context or a somewhat different context. We're into the first weekend, of course, of 2024, and we're looking ahead into this year. What's facing us? What are we going to be dealing with? What are we as Canadians preparing for? What do we want? So my question on Twitter, X, at the Roy Green Show, was this. Let me read it. Are Canadians sufficiently engaged to unequivocally in 2024 say yes, we, as well as no, no, on matters affecting our lives? Or will we choose the, well, what are you going to do? Path of least resistance in the new year. And what the heck do we want? Well, whenever we have questions like this, I turn to our good friend, friend of this program, 
Uh, Daryl Bricker, CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. Ipsos does great polling around, uh, well, all 12 months of the year for global news. And I got in touch with Daryl and asked him to come on the program. Daryl, it's really me. Yeah, it's a little froggy in the voice, though. <laughs> You're kind. It's a lot worse than that. Anyway, good to have you with us. Happy New Year. Thanks. Uh, Happy New Year to you and, uh, and to all your listeners, Ray. Thank you. And I, I'm going to remind you again, as I always do, the book you need to read, the book you need to have, the book you need to reference, if you're interested in this country and where we're going, is Daryl's book, Next, N-E-X-T, Next. Daryl, what are the issues of greatest national interest? I mean, we, we, we were, we're now engaged in the issue of Trudeau's vacation, and that, that is significant. And we're going to talk about it in the next half hour because it involves the ethics commissioner, past and present. Uh, it's, it's more than just, you know, the 90000 or $84,000 free vacation. But what are, we, what are we most interested in? What are Canadians really into? At the moment, we're really interested in anything that has to do with the cost of living. So people, uh, there's a lot of people out there struggling. And uh, just meeting their, their weekly or monthly bills is really their preoccupation. And they don't have a lot of space to consider other topics at the moment. So really, that's what they're most focused on. So we, we talk about this often, that it, the economy is the often the number one issue. But now it's drilled down to the personal economies, the individual economies, the family economies. And, and that, so that's it, and we're now down into 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 the fine points. Yes. Yeah, exa- that's exactly where we are. And, and so we've moved out of the uh, the business reports and you know tracking what's going on in the stock market to things that are actually happening on pit- people's kitchen tables as they sit down and they take a look at their bills and they look about look at making the choices that they have to make about how they're going to eat, whether or not they're how they're going to live. Um, what expenses they can actually uh, they, they can actually deal with, and they're feeling a lot more under pressure on those issues than they were three years ago, prior to the pandemic. Yeah, Daryl, are are Canadians who are in this predicament, and forty percent have said that they lose sleep every night over these issues. Are they looking to someone? Are they looking to governments, whether it be provincial or federal? and saying, you should have been doing, and you should be doing, a better job. Yeah, well, they're, they're looking at all levels of government and, and asking questions. But, you know, every once in a while, um, you know, an election comes up where people really do feel that it's going to be fundamental about the direction of the country and, and, uh, and uh, really feel that they need to express themselves on how life is going. And I think uh, the one that people are looking forward to is a federal election. At least that's what our, our polling is showing us. So a lot of this, uh, uh, I would say, overall anxiety about the future, particularly anything that relates to the economy and the personal economy, has rolled up to the federal government. Okay. So how engaged are we really? Um, and, and how involved are we? How willing are we to set aside what has been sometimes the Canadian way of really getting wound up and exercised and ready to, you know, say we're going to take action. And then when the light turns green or the flag drops, we don't show up. We get into that, well, what are you going to do about it uh, view? How are we beyond that? Is, is, it, is it really going to, is it really a situation where Canadians are going to step up and say, no more, I'm in, I'm going to vote, I'm going to do what I have to do to improve my and my family situation? 
Well, provided that the opposition parties, and particularly the Conservatives in this instance, can make the case that they're actually able to beat the Liberals, if people really feel that a change will take place as a result of this campaign, yeah, I think people will step up. But if they figure that, uh, and this was the problem that, uh, in particular, Aaron O'Toole had, um, this belief among the public that, you know, even if I'm not happy about the direction of the country, there's not anybody there that can actually defeat the Liberals, uh, then you'd have a different type of uh, situation. But at the moment, uh, what seems to have happened is that the impetus for change has moved beyond, beyond, behind the Conservative Party, and they're really seen as uh, being the agent of change. And most people do believe that they will potentially defeat the Liberals in the next election. So the issue of the personal economy, the family economy, being in a stressed, overstressed reality, then does slide over into the political spectrum. It, it's, it's not a, an island unto itself. It's not a, what can I do to fix things? I want these people whom we pay to manage our affairs to, a, to do a better job. So it slides from the personal economy, it slides over to assessing and, and, uh, and uh, um, delivering responsibility to the federal politicians. Well, that's what we're seeing in our polling right now, right? That uh, that people really do feel that it's time for a change, uh, that they really do want to see something different happening in Ottawa. Uh, they're not enamored with the Prime Minister's leadership. They're not enamored with the uh, the Liberal government's leadership. And regardless of whatever it is that's, that's, that, that people are upset about, as I said before, primarily the economy, but not exclusively the economy, uh, they are looking to change direction. Okay. So if I were to walk into a room of Canadians, I just want to just, just reinforce this. If I were to walk into a room of Canadians from all over the country and they're talking and I walk in and I want to talk about health care, I want to talk about climate, I want to talk about immigration, they're going to turn around and say to me, you're off topic. Uh, not, not, not so much. It, it's, it's all these, these things kind of cascade. So primarily they're concerned about um, the economy. But if you raise the issue of, of health care, they're concerned about that, too. It's just the level of intensity of concern isn't the same magnitude as it is around the economy right now, and that's because people are living with it every day. But they're not happy with health care. They're not happy with any of the other issues that, 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 you're, that you're naming at the moment. And there really is this strong desire in the country for change. Yeah. And immigration and housing, uh, another huge issue, and it's all at yeah, the feet, as it should be. All rolls up to the federal government. Yeah, it should be at the feet of a government that's been governing for eight years. We're looking at 2024, maybe a bit of a comparison to way th the way things were in 2023. So, Daryl, if we do that, if we were to take a look at the first week of 2023 and the mood of Canadians one year ago now and the issues that were prevalent one year ago now, how does that compare to what's going on and, and what you've told us about what really is the focus of Canadians now? Similar but worse. So we've seen a definite worsening of the, the Canadian public mood uh, since 2023. Um, even though we've, uh, we're uh, basically out of the pandemic, although things are getting a little dicey on that front again uh, in, in Canada, um, people do feel that, uh, that uh, the economic recovery that they expected was going to come as a result of getting the pandemic behind us hasn't really happened. And they, they feel that they felt behind during the pandemic and they uh, feel that they've fallen further behind over the course of the last, uh, over the last year. 
Is is any of this? Is there any regional disparity? Uh, is is gender an issue, or demographics an issue, or is everybody in the same situation or similar situations, and all pulling in the same direction? Uh, well, there are varying degrees. So, if you're younger, uh, you're definitely concerned about um, the, the future uh, and, and concerned about uh, economic circumstances. But you do feel that you've got some time to recover to a certain extent. So they're not as, as overwhelmingly concerned about the economy as people who are in the, the, that, that middle category. So somewhere between 35 and 50, the people who are paying the mortgages, you know, putting their kids through school, but also responsible for their aging parents. Those are the people who are most concerned about the current situation. And then when you get to the senior population, uh, you know, they're, they're actually doing reasonably well. Uh, even though they're on fixed incomes, they're, uh, they're, they're performing relatively well, and their opinions tend to be a bit more positive. But it's that, that you know, the middle class group and those that want to join them, as the Prime Minister described them in 2015, those are the folks who feel like they're hurting the most. Yeah, what middle class? Um, Daryl, do you feel... The, your senses and your professional experience say to you, tell you there'll be a federal election this year? Or do you think they're, that both Mr. Trudeau and Mr. Singh are going to hold on as long as they possibly can and stay away from facing the Canadian voters? Well, the Prime Minister's got three options um, because things do not seem to be improving. Um, so one of them is that he can wait this out till October 25, 2025, when we're at, we must have another election and hope that maybe Donald Trump gets elected in the United States, although I don't think that he's hoping that that's the case, but uh, that there's something that happens in the United States that he can respond to and he can kind of change the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the current environment in Canada as a result of it. So hoping that the economy improves, hoping a few things go his way, maybe if he waits it out till October uh, 2025, he's got a better chance. The second thing that he could do is to simply say, Enough is enough, and it's time for me to leave. And, and by the way, I wouldn't be uh, completely surprised if he did uh, sometime during the course of this year. Uh, the third thing that he could do is to try and change the narrative, try and change the situation by uh, uh, not waiting till October 2025, but having an election around a big issue sometime in the spring or, or the summer or even in the fall of this year. So there is some possibility, I think, that we could have a federal election. And when you ask Canadians, the majority of Canadians actually do want to have an election this year. Yeah, I do. Um, so I started talking in our segment, I, I mentioned Scott Moe, the Premier of Saskatchewan, started the program with us. And the Premier and his province are refusing to collect the uh, carbon tax on home heating. So it's a direct confrontation between the province and the federal government. Who's going to blink? Who knows? But is this a good time, given the mood of Canadians, is this a, a good time for Premier Mo to be issuing such a challenge to, to the prime minister? I'm not suggesting that the premier isn't doing it on principal ground. I'm sure he is. I mean, we talk many times, talk frequently with him. But is this a, is this a, a good time? for Premier Mo to be challenging the federal government? Is he going to get public support? Well, in his province, which is he's, he's obviously most concerned about, yeah, he's obviously going to get public support. And the reason is because cost of living at the moment really does uh, trump uh, climate in terms of the most immediate concern that people have. So I think in his, in his uh, province and probably in that region, uh, so the Prairie region, uh, there will be a lot of people who probably agree with him. Yeah. Uh, after the Premier finished his segment with us, I, I got emails, received emails 
from uh, folks across the country listening to us saying, "Yeah, we agree with Premier Mo. We uh, we we don't we don't want to uh, carry on with Mr. Trudeau." So, just in closing, ten seconds, he's in trouble, Trudeau. Yeah, the biggest trouble of his political career. He's never been this far. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 